Welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. News, culture, sports, politics, and everything else from a theological perspective. It's all summed up in love. What should I do? Tell me God is good. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it peace. Give it peace. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Hey, welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe, Bang Your Head Edition. Uh, that'll make sense in a minute. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, click subscribe, comment, like. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Google or Spotify or any of the other uh, podcast apps, hit subscribe. Appreciate it. Uh, so um, right out of college, or a year after college, I got my first teaching job. I was a teacher uh, at a middle school in Oklahoma City, Jackson Middle School, um, and when I got my classroom assignment after the first few days of, of, of meetings and talking with people, uh, the counselor pulled me aside and she said, hey, Mr. T, uh, my last name is Tesaurus. Um, nobody wanted to say that, so they, they called me Mr. T. Uh, and she said, hey, Mr. T, we're going to put you next to the SED classroom, if that's okay. Uh, and again, being just out of uh, college, I wasn't really sure what that meant. I go, SED, what do you mean? And she goes, well, SED stands for severely emotionally disturbed. Um, and we're going to put you next to that classroom because you're young. You're a guy. You have a mean look, uh, which I hope I've softened a little bit uh, as the years have gone on. But she said, you have a mean look. You're, you're young. You're a guy. Um, and so the, the teacher, who was a really petite woman, she said, if she has trouble, uh, we're, we're going to let her know that it's okay to come over to your classroom and ask for help if she needs it, if that's okay. And I'm like, absolutely, that's fine. You know, that's not a problem. And over the years that when I was teaching there, um, she had come over a few times and said, hey, I'm having trouble. Can you come over and break up a fight? Or can you come over and take a student? down to the office because they're having some, uh, you know, reaction to something and they're not sure how to handle it and stuff like that. So multiple times that happened. Um, and, you know, it, it was part of the job. It was actually kind of fun to do every once in a while. So on this day, um, a student named Larry um, was having a, a breakdown. And so the instructor came over, the teacher came over to me and said, hey, Mr. T, can you come help me with Larry? I was like, sure. Uh, I told my class, I said, you know, sit here, do your assignment. Um, I'll be back in a minute. And I went over to uh, the classroom, uh, and all the other students, there's about 10 of them in the classroom, all of them are standing up against the wall, and Larry is on top of the desks, and he is cursing and saying words that even now, I don't know what they were. Every single curse word in the in, in the English language and probably some foreign languages, he's saying them. He's cursing. And this is middle school, so this kid's like a 6th, 7th grader, a uh, little short kid standing on the desk, every single word. And as he's saying them, I go, hey! And he kind of turns to me. I said, what are you doing, Larry? And I try to get my mean look on my face. And he's like, what are you going to do about it, you stupid MF mother? Dip, 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 white mother. And I'm like, number one, why bring my race into it? That's kind of silly. But every single word. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, this is he's really having a breakdown. Um, and as he's saying that, the, the teacher, the, the, the little girl, the little woman says, Larry, don't say that to Mr. T. He's just here to help shut up, you stupid bee. Like he explodes on this lady. And at that point, I'm like, okay, time to, to throw in my bluff. I said, hey, don't you ever, ever let me hear you call her or any other woman the B word. And I said the word. I said, don't you ever let me hear you say that. How dare you? She's only trying to help you. I'm going to tell you what, you have three seconds to get down off that desk or I'm going to drag you off the top of the desk and I'm going to drag you outside. You, you understand me? And he goes, you ain't going to do nothing, Mr. T. You can't touch me, you stupid. And he's cursing again. I go, three. And he's still cursing at me and he's still yelling at me. He's still screaming at me. Every word in the book. I go, two. 
and he's still, you can't touch me, Mr. T. You ain't nothing. You're full of blah, 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 F and this and S and all. He's just going to town. Now, I'm about to say one, and I'm kind of nervous because if I say one, I have to follow through with what I said, right? And I, and I don't want to follow through with what I said. I may look tough. I may look mean, but I didn't want to do it. And I didn't want to even have to make that choice. But just as I'm about to say one, I go, three, he's cursing. Two, he's cursing. I go, Whoa. and just as I get to one, he jumps off the desk and onto the, onto the ground. And I'm like, oh, you know, thank God I don't have to do anything to this kid. I said, Larry, get out in the hall. And he walked. To my surprise, he just walked out into the hall. Um, I, I told uh, the teacher, I said, I'll talk to him real quick, and, and we'll figure out what to do. She said, that's fine. And so he walks out into the hall. Uh, all the other kids sit down. I go out in the hall and shut the door. And Larry is, he has his back up against the lockers. Um, it's about a... 12, 15 foot hallway from one side to the other. It was a really big hallway. Uh, We were in the corner and he's up against the locker and he's just as he's, he's like just tense and he's looking straight ahead and he's breathing real heavy. He's like, (sighs) and he's just, he's just like that. And I'm like, okay, I've got to, I've got to calm this kid down. I got to figure out what's going on. So I, I, do what I probably shouldn't have done. I got like right down. I got like almost like on a knee because he was a short kid. I got down right in front of him face to face, which was silly because at that school, I, I, I'd been hit and punched and kicked before and I'm putting myself right at perfect level for him to just pop me one. And, uh, you know, even though he's a sixth, seventh grader and I'm a, you know, I was 24, 25 at the time. I don't want to get punched by a kid. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Right. But I'm putting myself down, you know, his level and I'm like, Larry, you know, tell me what's going on, man. What are you doing? What What's going on, dude? Are you okay? You shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. You're better than that. And I'm kind of giving this speech. And the whole time I'm talking to him, he's looking right through me like I'm not even there. And and I'm, I'm kind of concerned, but at least I'm talking to him. He's not cursing. He's not saying anything. He's just kind of talking. And uh, he's not talking, but at least he's not being violent and, 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 yelling and screaming. And so I continue to talk to him and I continue to talk to him probably for two or three minutes, which may not seem like a long time, but it's a really long time when he's sitting there just tense as can be breathing real heavy. But after about three minutes, he starts to calm down and and I can see his shoulders relax and I can see him sort of, uh, his, his posture just changed. And, And I'm like, Larry, man, what's going on, dude? What, you know, are you okay? What, what can we do, man? What's, what, what happened? Why would you do that? That's not who you are. And he, and, and, and finally, after again, three minutes, he goes, Hey, Mr. T. And I'm like, Oh, you know, eyes wide open. Yes. He's connection. I've connected with him. He goes, Hey, Mr. T, do you want to see something? And I'm like, Larry, yes. You know, what do you got? Show me, show me, man. Let me see what you got. I'm like, this is going to be great. He's going to show me something. And the second I said, yes, show me what you got. He, he takes off at a sprint as fast as he can across the hallway as he sprints as fast as he can running full speed. And he gets about five or six feet away from the lockers and he jumps and he dives. He puts his hands to the side and he's like a missile head first and he slams his head into the locker. And it just, I mean, it makes the loudest bang you could ever imagine. The locker's dent in. He falls to the ground and he kind of gets up and he turns back and looks back at me. And mom just, I'm just like, my jaws open. I'm in awe. I I can't believe what I just saw. The dude just head dived into the lockers running as fast as he could. He put a huge dent in the lockers and he's now, he he got down, he jumped back up and he turned around to me and he goes, Hey, Mr. T, do you want to see it again? And I have to admit that in the back of my head, 
I did want to see it again because that was awesome. It was awesome. I could not believe that he went and did what he did. He went and ran f- head first into the lockers and banged into them and then, and then fell down and turned around to, sh- to, to say that I want to see it again. And I, again, I, I did, but I didn't. I said, you know what? No, Larry. I said, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm fine, Mr. T. And again, totally, like everything is different about him. He's not tense. He's not angry. There's no, f- like, pain or fear in his eyes. He's just, he's Larry. I'd talked to the kid before. Uh, I said, well, hey, can we, can you do me a favor? He's like, yeah, what do you want? I said, can we walk down to the nurse just so they can check out your head and make sure you're okay? He's like, yeah, sure. And me and Larry took a walk down the hall, down the stairs to the nurse's office. I dropped him off there and went back to class. And that's my headbanging story. I use that story um, when I'm teaching some college classes. I I open up my class with that story. because a lot of times when it comes to, to doing new things like college and stuff, too many students, too many people will bang their head against the wall or, or they'll, they'll keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, which is the definition of insanity, right? If you don't know what insanity is, it's doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Well, I tell that story to my students uh, in college success course, and I let them know. I said, listen, don't bang your head against the wall, right? Don't, don't bang your head expecting something to change. Now, again, I stretch the meaning of that story. There's really not a, a theme or a message to Larry doing that. He had, he was disturbed. He had some issues. Um, but I, I tell that story to grab their attention, but then also to let them know, stop banging your head against the wall. Stop, stop doing things that are destructive and expecting good things, right? If you want things to be better, you need to change uh, and you need to do something other than banging your head against the wall. As cool as that was to me to see him do that, um, it wasn't productive really. And so I use that story um, to kind of, again, introduce my students to to, to the college success course and to, to let them know that, that, that you don't need to bang your head against the wall. So I don't know that there's really a message there. Maybe that could be the theological pipe moment, you know, put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Stop banging your head against the wall. You know, if you're doing things that aren't working, stop doing them, right? And especially now, I, I always somehow bring things back to COVID. I'm so happy that I kind of have gotten off politics for a while because I don't care. And I've told you before, politics is politics. I don't think anything changes really. We're the ones that make the change. So regardless of whether or not, uh, you know, Trump's lawsuits and these silly things that he's doing, um, whether or not they work or if there is fraud, I hope it's, you know, I hope it comes to light and everyone, you know, uh, gets the justice they deserve. But regardless, whether it's Biden is, elect, you know, is, is inaugurated in January or they reverse things and it's Trump, it, it, does that really change who you are or who I am? No, we're still who we are. We're responsible for our for the choices we make, for the for the things that we do, and we're 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 living in tough times. And so again, I'm happy I'm not talking about politics, but it seems like a lot of things are about COVID or how we're dealing with COVID, um, and we are living in in, in strange times, in, in difficult times. Um, I don't think they're unprecedented. You know, I think people use that phrase too much. Uh, if you look back through history, there's always uh, um, something you can look back on and say, yeah, that's pretty 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 much the same thing. Um, but we are living through tough times and, and, and people are dealing with things in, in a, in, in, and it's in a, in a, in, in a different way and it's affecting people in different ways. And, uh, you know, Japan just came out with a study that says, uh, they're going to lose more people each month to suicides than they are to COVID. Now their deaths are down are lower than ours, but their population is different in the way they handle things. But the fact that they're going to lose more people to suicide than they are to COVID is is eye-opening and, and is, is horrible. Um, and 
what I think we need to do as believers is, and, and, and as, as, as humans, as people, is, is really look at ourselves and ask ourselves, are we banging our head up against the wall on a daily basis because of the fear uh, and the anxiety and the, the news reports? And, and again, top that on with the, the, the election stuff that we had to deal with. And then, oh, by the way, these months... December and January are the months on a normal year, on, on a normal, no COVID, no election, everything's normal. These months are the months of the highest rates of suicide anyway, because of seasonal, uh, you know, the seasonal disorder that happens when the sun, you know, the, the sun doesn't shine as much and there's the pressure of the holidays and depression and all these things. We really, really have a tough time we're going through. And so, uh, you know, maybe that story, as funny as it is, um, are, are you okay if, if you're not okay, stop banging your head against the wall. Stop doing the same thing, right? Um, if you're abusing drugs and alcohol because that's all you know what to do, do something different. You know, reach out to someone that, that, that can help you. If you're, um, you know, uh, abusing anything else or if you're depressed or if you're lonely or you're sad and you're just doing the same thing over and over and over, change it up. Again, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. If you're sad, if you're depressed, if you're lonely, if you're angry, if you're anxious, and every day you do the same thing, nothing's going to change, right? So, uh, so maybe you go for a walk, right? Maybe you go exercise a little bit. Maybe you start eating differently. Maybe you call a friend, and, and, and if you can't go visit them, you can FaceTime them. You can go on Zoom with them. You can text them. You can call them. Um, do something different so you're not banging your head against the wall over and over and over again because it's not going to lead to something good, right? It's, it's just going to lead to pain, and, and we don't need that. We need to... We need to um, Think of new things to do to, to help us get through this time, through the holidays, which are stressful enough, through the, hopefully what is the end of COVID, um, and, and, and you know, vaccines are coming, and, and, and they're getting better at fighting it, but you know, we have this we're dealing with, and the uncertainty of elections or the certainty of elections and how it's going to affect certain portions of the population. There's going to be a, a, a big group that's going to be happy and there's going to be a big group that's going to be sad, whichever way it goes. And, and I caution or encourage each side to understand that the way you act is going to affect the way the other people act. And it could, you know, we, we, we don't want people banging their heads against walls and, and, and losing their lives because of it. Uh, and, and, and we have power to change it. I talked about that yesterday in my podcast about the company that you keep and the friends that you have, uh, and the fact that you have an ability to influence the people around you. So number one, don't bang your head against the wall. And number two, reach out to people and help them so they don't bang their heads against the wall. Uh, so maybe there's some things in there to think about. That's a theological pipe moment. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Um, you know, quit, Quit doing the same thing and expecting different results. Don't bang your head against the wall. Uh, change some things up. Um, and, and if you need help, ask. Uh, if you're lonely, tell somebody. If you're sad, tell somebody. Um, if things are, are, if you feel like you're in your rut, if you feel like you're in a rut, get out of the rut. And that sometimes it's hard to get out, but with help, you can get out of it. Um, and so put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Uh, be nice, and we'll see you next time. Well. Bye.